Hey guys, it's Christian before the show. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about our audio quality. We're trying something new this episode, which takes a little bit longer for me to edit, but from first impressions seem like it will be a much better listening experience for those not on YouTube. Uh, ever since we switched from in-person studio recordings to going completely remote, our audio quality has kind of suffered. Uh, we've tried multiple ways to improve it, from Riverside to balancing all our audio locally, but nothing uh, has really worked. Uh, maybe what we're doing now is a good first step. You listen and get back to me. Uh, is the extra time on our end worth it? Throw your feedback in Discord. Uh, I read and see everything, and we are always trying to improve. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to some listeners uh, and patrons. Zap and Recycled for suggesting uh, this improvement, and anyone else who's given us feedback on the show that's helped it get better, uh, definitely appreciate that. Uh, now I'll shut up and we can get right on to it. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Against the Storm, Warcraft 3, wow, Blast from the Past, and Steam Next Fest. But first, my name is Christian. I'm Bobby. And I'm drunk because we are trying different audio this time. And um, we started an hour ago and we're getting a late start. And I've been drinking the entire time. So we'll look out for some, you know. Something grandpa would say that you're like, ooh, he's set in his ways, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's from a different generation. It's a different generation. Yeah. Something slightly problematic. Yeah. Well, it is Super Mexican. Bowl Sunday, so being drunk in the daytime seems appropriate. Who's, true. who's playing? Taylor Swift is against which team? <laughs> well, I know, dude, it's so funny. I just made a $200 bet, right? For the 49ers, because that's my family's team. They're all going nuts. Uh, two of my nieces were 49er cheerleaders, like, because their dad died and he was a huge thing and it was a life goal for them. It was, it's a whole thing amongst okay. the family. I don't know who the other team is. I just bet $200 on the Niners uh, straight up. Well, and- because it's football, it's either a bird or something racist. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was baseball. I thought that was baseball. Okay. Forget football, you know, that's a game, but this is uh, a show about different games. And on this show, we ping things. We've always pung, pinged things, right? <laughs> We've always pung. Dude, I, I'm not going to disagree it that sounded pung, right. yeah, it sounded, pung is the past tense of ping. Past I, I past am 100% convinced. Okay, perfect. So uh, this is a new, a new segment. Basically, we're just bringing something to your attention. Uh, we used to have a segment called News. News kicked the can. This is a way to bring back news, but not only news, just anything worth mentioning around gaming or maybe even around our personal lives. And I'll start it off. Uh, have you guys seen the new Halo show? It's on season two now. Have you guys seen any episodes of it? No, but it is inundated over all the podcasts that I listen to, like they are pushing it super hard. So I yes. keep hearing the same commercial over and over. Yeah. Bobby, no. Halo I have not. You. No. Okay. <laughs> Famous watcher of TV, Robert Digital here. Uh, so Pablo Schreiber, who plays uh, Master Chief, was on a CBC radio interview and I listened to it. I was in the car picking up an Xbox 360 because 
Uh, my big plan for my brother's birthday was I was going to rent this Xbox 360. We were going to sit down and we were going to play through Halo 3, which we've probably beat together maybe 20 times in our childhood. We were going to stay up all night. We we're going to have our favorite snacks and we're just going to try to be children for a little bit again. Um, what a great idea, dude. Yeah. And so as I'm picking up the Xbox to play Halo 3, I hear this Halo 3 interview uh, and Pablo Schreiber is giving it and he's going through uh, his life, how he became an actor and how he played Halo as a kid. And he was talking about how the Master Chief is this kind of, uh, you know, this faceless character for a reason. He's like stoic and heroic, but uh, he's meant that anyone can kind of see themselves or imprint whatever you want of the character uh, to that character, you know. Or they couldn't spare the pixels, dude. I feel like they couldn't spare the pixels. Either or, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it might be a design or an artistic choice informed by, uh, you know, physical limitations. But in any case, he was talking about the challenges playing through the character. And I just thought it was a really interesting interview because uh, if you don't know in Halo, the Halo series, Master Chief takes off his mask. And that's a big no-no for a lot of angry fans online. And instead of kind of like the interviewer asked the question, is it hard playing something that's so dear to people's hearts? Basically, you know, people have strong opinions about this character. Uh, he was like, yeah, it is. And he went through this like really good reason why that might be instead of, you know, just being like, ah, oh, these are dumb people with dumb opinions. And sure, probably some of them are dumb. But um, yeah, taking off Master Chief's mask is a big deal for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so he was just trying to do the best character that he could envision. And you could tell that he was pretty passionate about the part. So it's a good interview. CBC Radio, the national broadcaster. You can you can Google it and check it out. And no, because of that interview, I'm going to be trying to watch Halo. You know, I think it's the next show. No chance that uh, this guy was spoon-fed those answers in order to promote it and uh, um, be appreciated by both new people and Halo lovers alike. Because it there seems like it does answer. I'm just throwing it out there. Spoon fed or media trained, you know, depending yeah. who you ask. But, you know, he is a Canadian. He grew up in Canada. And so they were asking. Oh, so he can't lie. Of, yeah, like legally. It's like a paladin. He, yeah, yeah, he has a sacred covenant where he uh, he can't lie. But there were a lot of questions about his childhood, and I don't know. Yeah, he probably had some media training, but it also seemed pretty genuine. So. I'm glad that you were fooled, man. Yeah. yeah. Playing right into their hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we're not going to be fooled by what Emilio has to bring up, right? Um, I, I don't have my notes up. Uh, where'd they go? Here they go. Okay, all right. So, um, yeah, apparently um, Neuralink is one of Elon Musk's company. It's the one where they want to put a chip in your brain, man. But it's not actually a chip. It's a... Um, like, uh, it might as well be a chip, really. It's it's something that reads your brainwaves, right? But most of the other companies that are doing this, like you might have seen a monkey uh, moving a robotic arm to feed himself. You might have seen um, somebody uh, changing colors on a screen. And that was all done with like diodes or like sensors that were put on the scalp. You like shave somebody and you put it on the scalp and it reads that. But these crazy motherfuckers over at Neuralink are cutting a hole in the scalp, uh, in the skull, and putting a, um, like, this thing that has um, these 
wires, the very, very thin, thin wires that go into the brain and read everything at a, you know, the smallest scale that they can. And there's like 46, uh, I'm, uh, it's not wires, I'm, I'm using the wrong word. Um, but yeah, it's basically these um, sensors that go down into your brain and and pick up on all of this. So so the accuracy of reading the brain is much, much higher. Um, and they put it on the first person. Apparently he is doing, he or she is doing okay. And um, everything's looking good so far. But that was like two weeks ago. We've, we've been putting off our worth of ping for a little while here. Dead. Um, they're dead. They're, <laughs> they're dead. dead. <laughs> or took over the world. Or took over yeah. Latvia. Um <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, I thought it was really interesting. Um, the computer interface, oh, that's what they call it, uh, a BCI, a brain-computer interface. So um, that uh, the, com- the product is called Telepathy. The company is called Neuralink. And the first thing they're going after is like quadriplegic so that they can control computers. If you control computers, you control like drones and all that kind of stuff to give them some kind of freedom. Um, but yeah, they always get you with the uh, humanitarian stuff, and then next thing you know, bombs are being dropped on you. But um, at least for now, it's exciting in a way. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw someone play Pal World with one of the external ones. It was like a viral clip. Um, she could move her character and mine and bring up the crafting menu. But it was funny because <laughs> she was trying to do stuff and it would do things not intended. And she was like, fuck. And then when she would swear or get excited, like something else would happen. Yeah, um, that's yeah, funny. I forget, I forget who the streamer was, but uh, Bobby, what, what are hmm. you pinging the people, the folks? Well, I'm here to let the people know that a new Lorcana set is coming out March 8th into the Inkland. So I haven't talked about it too much in the past episodes, but uh, I've gotten pretty deep into Lorcana. <laughs> And uh, Pixelborn, which is the um, the online version of it. But uh, new set is coming out March 8th. And I'm excited about it because it's a new set. It's new cards. It's probably new mechanics. But it's also got some of my favorite Disney characters. Uh, they got Scrooge <coughs> McDuck. They got um, some of the characters from that Robin Hood movie from the 60s, I think. You know, the old one mm-hmm. with the snake. And, uh, and the bear. Yeah, they're all animals. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited about that. What's interesting is it has the exact same release date as the new Star Wars TCG, Star Wars Unlimited, Ooh. which I'll be talking about later in the show. So I feel like there's some competition going on there. Hey, Bobby, uh, questions for you. So you asked me about buying things to protect your cards and stuff like that. Did you pull the trigger on that? or mm-hmm. Because I, I recently... So I just, I'm starting to get back into physical magic. I'm getting starting to get back into digital magic. And um, I had all my cards in a paper bag and it was lame, dude. So I pulled, I spent like 50 bucks and now my shit looks like legit for like a small collector. And uh, I shared it on, on our Magic the Gathering uh, channel that we have on our Discord. And uh, Bobby asked about it. I'm just curious, like, did you... Are you at that level now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought the exact same thing you did. Yeah, I was trying to find a box to hold all my cards, and everything that I was finding just wasn't quite right. I, I, I needed something to hold some dice and some tokens and, you know, a good amount of cards that protected it and was, like, not gimmicky or anything like that. And so you had posted that one. It had all that, plus it had a spot to hold play mats, too. So I thought, this yeah. thing just has everything. Like, it's did really you, the only option. Did you get it? 
Yeah, I got the black and gray version. I think you had the cool. black and blue, but it comes in a variety of colors. It's like Le- Lethor Z or something. It had a weird name, but... Yeah, we'll link it. Where can we link that to share? Well, it's already in the Discord. Like you can check it out in the MTG okay. channel. But yeah, if you're looking for cards, someone else had suggested Quiver, which is... It's, it it just holds cards, but it, yeah. it, you actually sling it like a, cli- uh, like a quiver. It, it, um, it's like a, has a strap. So I guess it's better, like it's more mobile if you're walking around or something. But yeah, no, I needed something that hold it all or held all sorts of things. Yeah. And um, I, I know we're going to, I have a card segment later on, so we're going to get into cards. Did you buy the Dragon Shield uh, sleeves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those things. It's like, really the only way to go. You really don't appreciate them until you buy a knockoff, yeah. like I did. Well, I mean, I used it. to get those. I don't know if they're a dragon shield, but I used to get ones that were exactly like that. That had like a different color back, and then they're pretty thick. They're called outer sleeves. So you have your penny sleeves or your inner sleeves, and then you've got these like kind of larger ones that are the outer sleeves that are better for playing. Like they're for the decks that you play with. And I used to use those back like in the Star Wars CCG days, but. Um, yeah, these ones were, were great. They're a little expensive. I mean, you're paying about 12 bucks for a pack of a hundred, but it's worth it. Yeah. And, uh, my last question, Bobby, you were getting trounced online. I I'm guessing you're realizing that's because they're using custom decks and you were probably using a pre-constructed deck online. No. I mean, when you play on Pixelborn, you can use whatever you want. So right, right. You but can use like, whatever cards you want. So uh, there is a uh, dreamborn.inc, I think is the website where you can go and you can find like the top rated decks or what everyone else is using or new ones. And you can uh, just okay. download the link and put it straight into the game. So I, I've been having a lot of luck. I tried an evasive deck. Eh, it's all right. But I've been having a lot of fun with this ramp deck, which I think they have the same thing in magic. You just, you, you get a lot of um, resource resource out real quick and then you, you spend it on like big characters. Yeah, that's always fun for sure. Yeah. Big stompy is what they call it in magic. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, what do we have next? Is it me again? Do you have something big and stompy to talk about? I do indeed. Thank you for that, man. That is, um, I have never loved the vehicle more than I love my new vehicle that I just bought. Uh, I bought an F-150 Lightning. Um, that is a, an all-electric pickup truck that Ford put out at an affordable price um affordable for these days um i keep telling people i put well it came out to after the california rebate um i'm gonna be paying forty seven thousand for it and for a pickup truck that is extremely cheap um pickup full-size pickup trucks are like seventy thousand right now so uh either i bought a piece of shit um or not but i you know thank god for reddit and subreddits i was on the subreddit for a long time um just doing all the research, asking questions. People are so forthcoming with their information. It's so nice. So I picked up the truck about five days ago, six days ago, and um, it is great, man. I love it so much. It is the, I've had turbo sport, like cheap sports cars. I had like a turbo eclipse and I had, actually had two turbo eclipses from Mitsubishi and it's not nearly as fast as this thing. This thing is zero to 60 in 5.5 seconds. I've never even put it in sport mode because it's so fucking fast already. Um, it has a giant, uh, this is the thing that, you know, the big selling point was the frunk, which, you know, a lot of electric cars have, but since it's such a big vehicle, it has a huge frunk. And what that saves you from having 
is a box in the bed, you know, like those metal boxes that everybody puts in the bed. You don't need to have one of those anymore. So you get your full bed access all of the time. So that's great. Um, mm -hmm. The size of it is gigantic, but I have eight cameras all the way around showing me everything all the time. I have no blind spots. I don't know. I could go on and on. Like, I love the color. Um, yeah, every, everything. I love the price. I'm super stoked about buying this. And I, I, was, I was really sick about what I was driving around. I was surprised about how um, short this truck was. You know, here when people buy like a new truck, like it's kind of ridiculous. You know, we're talking about like seven, seven and a half feet, eight feet, like top of the truck. Like you literally can't see anything in front of you. And so um, when you took a picture of your truck, I was like, oh, this is like not even as tall as you or maybe as slightly as tall as you. Like, what do you think? I feel pretty tall. Like I'm higher than most of the other trucks tonight, unless they're like, they have big oversized tires on them. I'm higher than most. It's a big fucking truck, but uh, this was Ford's and, and rightfully so. I, you know, you, you play around with these ideas and stuff. Um, they shortened the bed a little bit. It's 5.5 feet, um, seven feet when you put the tailgate down, which is not very big, but, the cabin is gigantic and the frunk is gigantic. Um, so they, they really were pushing the, I guess the family side of it less than the utility side of it, but you still like an have SUV both. with a bed. Basically. Yeah, it really is. Um, Luna, my four year old, um, got down from her car seat and was able to run around in the back seat. Like, like she had enough space where she did, she wasn't, she wasn't turned sideways. She's running straight. Like there's so much leg room in there that it, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I could go on and on. I am in love with my truck right now. Like Sam, mm -hmm. Sam heard me talking to my friend cause he wants to buy one. So I was explaining it to him and she's like, you're talking like a girl right now. You haven't taken a breath in about three minutes. Like, <laughs> I need to calm down. But yeah, it's it's because I despised what I was driving for so long because it wasn't my car. It was a hand-me-down from her when mm -hmm. I bought her something super nice. So mm -hmm. now I have something for myself, and I'm super-duper stoked. Nice, yeah. dude. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I won't go into the uh, societal destruction of our public spaces at the hands of automobiles and their size creep right now. Of course, I wouldn't do that. But I will move on to highlights, games that we absolutely positively have been playing and next fest came around the corner and emilio checked it out what did what did you like i think we agreed dude that like you know you download 10 games and usually you can talk about one or two of them and that's about where i was i probably downloaded eight games and I, i'm not sure uh, this is something that happens every next fest for me because my play time is so sparse um they always expire almost always um i'm lucky that today Last night, I got to play, even though I downloaded last weekend. So I don't know if they're ex expanding the demo time, or maybe I just downloaded ones that have continuous demos. But I will say this. Every single game that I played a week later had a tiny, tiny, tiny little patch. All of them. Um, I don't know if that's how they're um, verifying that it's still a demo. I don't know what it was, but um, all of them had a, a small update. Um, so the only ones I have worth talking about right now are tribes three, 
which is not by high res games anymore, Bobby. I don't know if you saw that or even saw Tribes Three, but um, yeah, I, they must have sold sold the IP to another company, and it's funny because it's good because it's Tribes, but I I have I can't see one discernible difference between Tribes Three and Tribes Two, other than it's a different company. It's very 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 strange. The graphics aren't better. Like <clears throat> the the net code is, um, you know, it's demo. I get it. There's people playing, which is great. You, it's, it's not hard. Even at two in the morning, I was able to find a sixteen person game. But there is clipping, and um, yeah, there's drop packets and all that stuff. <clears throat> not not to a terrible weight, but it does exist. And for a game like this. You need incredible netcode. Um, for those who haven't played a Tribes, um, two games made me buy a PC. It was Tribes 1 and EverQuest. I saw those. I played them at where I was playing Magic the Gathering. Um, and I saw those two games, and I was like, yeah, I got, I got to get into this. And so it's like this, like, futuristic, you know, it's like Halo, Halo body armor type people. Uh, small, medium, and large, and you're playing Capture the Flag. And, uh, yeah, in Tribes 2, which was a new company, again, from the original company, they they came up with this, like, sledding thing, where you, like, go downhill to gain speed, you're kind of, like, sliding, and then you use your boosters on the next slope, and so you can, like, ski and get really, really fast. <clears throat> so fast that nobody can really catch you and um you have your weapons none of them are hit hit confirm whatever that thing is called the word like um wherever you are aiming and you shoot it's instant everything has bullet drop everything has uh time to travel because everything's pretty slow but it does massive damage so it's all about timing things so you're seeing somebody travel, you're seeing the rate of their travel, you're seeing where they're going to land, you're trying to time the tra uh, trajectory. <clears throat> That's what I would say. It's all about trajectory, this entire game. The trajectory of your shot, the, tra the trajectory of their speed, their angle, velocity, all of that stuff, and it's all happening real time while you're sledding. So you can imagine how hard that is and then how rewarding it is when you, find, when you hit somebody, especially when you hit them in midair. I mean, that... There's there's few shots in all of gaming that are more rewarding than an air to air uh, disc shot. <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, so tribes is still fun, but I don't see what tribes three is presenting other than the IP being passed on to another company. I really don't see anything different. Uh, the other one is Demon Spore, top down um, laboratory outbreak game where the laboratory they're trying to make artificial meat but the artificial meat will not stop growing and so you're like a little scientist you're running around and you're trying to stop the it's like the blob if anybody remembers those movies or that concept it's like this thing that won't stop growing and you're trying to get through this maze of laboratories uh there's a little bit of ftl in there where you are 
choosing a direction and then also the anim the main blob source is choosing direction randomly and then if you intervene i think you're pretty much dead uh, but it's your job to like kind of weave around them but the whole time you're fighting it, it looks a lot like um smash tv uh, I didn't understand the mechanics completely, so I didn't have a great time, but I really want to like this game a lot. Maybe when I understand it more, um, I'll like it more. But that's it. I got a cough. Somebody take over. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to die right here on the DL Gaming Podcast. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty intense. Oh, yeah. Get it all out, buddy. Uh, okay. Uh, Against the Storm is the game that I'm going to talk about, and I've been wanting to talk about this game for weeks, weeks and maybe even months uh, since I first started up this game. Uh, It's taking control of my city builder life, guys. Uh, It is a dark fantasy roguelite city builder, uh, and, you know, I gave City Skylines to Game of the Year for 2020-2023, as you know. Um, and I want to make a restaurant analogy, Bobby, and I'm going to look at your face based on how well this analogy is going. And if at any time it seems that your face is giving me, you know, not so good, I'm going to stop the analogy. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not a fan of analogies to begin with, so it's an uphill battle for you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at your face. I'm going to look out my window in front of me and I'm just going to pretend that I'm getting, uh, you know, support and, and love from, from the outside world. Uh, okay. So. City Skylines is like fine dining. You know, you're setting all your tables perfectly. You're optimizing like the kitchen workflow where cold food is stored, where hot food is stored. Uh, And the whole game, you're just trying to get better at that. You're hiring better employees. uh, You're changing your layouts. You're completely destroying your original layouts in some cases, and you're building new ones based on, you know, new industry that comes up or new buildings that you unlock. And that gameplay loop can be really fun. You're really trying to perfect something. Whereas Against the Storm uh, is not like that at all. Uh, Against the Storm is like a burger shop that's open at like 3 a.m. And there's no time to clean. There's no time to to plan. And there's burger parts and condiments on the walls all around you. And it's chaotic. And it's disgusting. And you can tell the guys in there are just trying to do their best. But they've got all these drunk people up front they have to serve. And you finally get your burger. And it's the best goddamn burger you've ever tasted. You know, like. This is this is a quality establishment. And what Against the Storm does really well is I, I think this is the first city builder game to do this. The buildings you get are random. You know, you get three random cards to draw from throughout the game and you pick them. And a lot of the times the buildings are not useful to you because each building is specific to a, a resource and some resources are map specific or location specific. Uh, within the same map so you'll get buildings that you won't use to the very end of the game right at the start of the game and opposite you know at the end of the game you'll get a beginning building like fuck i wish i had that at the beginning of the game and it's frustrating and it's fast-paced but in all the right ways and the city builder is meant to really enhance the city you know city skylines you can go from ten thousand people to fifty thousand people a hundred thousand people a million people in against the storm you're you're limited you know you're, the game is going to end in about an hour and a half reliably every single time your city is going to be destroyed and that's just the game and it's fun uh the loop is basically you 
are trying to defeat this storm that destroys the land every so many years. And every city you build where you unlock these shards helps you understand the storm so you have longer and longer to build your cities each time you uh, com successfully complete a city. Uh, it's also the only city builder with boss battles. I'm playing the city builder, right? I'm, I'm doing the gameplay loop. I'm about 20 hours in the game. All of a sudden, I explore this grove, and it's a fucking city builder boss battle. I'm like, what is going on? It's like, you need this many resources in 10 minutes, or we're gonna fuck your shit up. You need to go over here. You need to explore this. You need to go to three other groves. I'm like, oh my god. It has, like, the boss has phases in a city builder. It's, it's crazy. <clears throat> and I'm scrambling, and it's so fun. It is... This is like an amazing game. It, it's pushing the genre forward, I think, of city building. Um, it, this might be a little bit too strong of an allegory, but like what Hades did for roguelites to introduce people to a new genre, I think Against the Storm can do for city builders because it has all the logistics of a city builder, but it's in this really efficient gameplay loop that is just super fun. So if you're not a city builder fan, I would definitely try to play against the storm and and see if you can get a proper introduction because yeah all the city elements city building elements are there and it's just a great a great fucking game and i wanted to ask end on this um what city builder games have you both played like have you played any mm, sim city and i'm sure some other ones i don't play a lot of them anymore just because they're so involved but yeah, I used to love SimCity, and I was really excited for that uh, new one that came out on EA, but uh, of course that was a huge disappointment. Yeah. Chi, uh, <clears throat> right back when you had the uh, homework thing, she made us play The Sims. I think I played The Sims 4, which is not really a city builder, but um, yeah, it definitely was not my thing. I, and I did play SimCity back in the day, and I think I, I played City Skyline... Bobby, you played City Skylines mm -hmm. one. Yeah, I played City Skylines, the first one. <laughs> yeah, you're saying it casually, but I feel like you really got into it. No, mm, I wouldn't say I really got into it. No, that's funny because uh, the old Bobby on the old podcast would definitely say he got really into it. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, um, but yeah, dude. Uh, uh, basically, I think you're becoming a roguelike fan because I think you're enjoying the mechanics applied to different games. It seems like. Yes, yeah, the roguelike mechanic works awesome across a lot of different genres, but yeah. this ne this never has been done for city builders before, and yeah. I I'm I'm making the pitch to you guys, <sighs> like if you were going to try a city builder, try against the storm, like that that base that's it. Um, it Bobby said this um, probably like two years ago. He said that roguelike is not a genre so much as a mechanic, and I think that's true. Um, it's it's being implemented in all things, and yeah, it's reach it. What's next? Like flight sim, <laughs> roguelike sim, flight, flight sim, sim. roguelike. Every yeah. time you crash, you get another wheel to land. Like yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. So it seems like this game is very popular, though. I'm looking at it, and I noticed that eleven of my friends have this on their wish list, and ten of my friends already own it. Yeah, Damn. it's popular in our community. That too. accounts for all 21 of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 100% rate of pickup among friends. A biblioclasm messaged me and he was like on Steam while I was playing it. Uh, and and uh, he was 
Like, have you have you seen the foxes yet? Have you got to recruit foxes to your town? And I was like, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the foxes yet, dude. He's like, oh, wait till you see the fox. And when I saw the foxes, I was like, oh, yeah, foxes. That's where it's at. I need foxes in all my towns. Um, wait, do you not? Are you anamorph? I mean, are you anthropomorphic animals in your? Uh, yeah, you have beavers, foxes, uh, harpies and lizards and humans. But and they all have their. They all have their perks and bonuses, and before you load into uh, a map to make your city, they're kind of randomly attributed to you. So there's another mechanic there. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, they all have slightly different needs. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too far in the mechanics of it, because there is a lot mechanically going on here that's super satisfying, and it's going to be hard for me. Just play the game, you know, just just go play it. Um but okay, Bobby, I applaud you for not spending 20 minutes explaining detailed mechanics of a game we've never played. That's, that's so funny because that's exactly what I'm going to do about Magic Gathering murders at Card Car- Manor. But Prepare Bobby, yourselves. That's before what we do that, around here. talk to me about a 25-year-old game. Yeah, this game comes up a lot, man. I'm, and it's always me bringing it up. But uh, last Friday, Christian and I got together to play some uh, Warcraft 3 custom maps. And it's always, I have a tough time with these because I've never played a lot of them. And they really just throw you in to a custom map. And uh, there's no direction or anything. Like, I'll try to Google a video really quickly just to get a general idea of what's happening. But they're they're very confusing. It's a very old game. There's a lot of stuff happening. And then you have no idea what to do. Um, so I always do really bad at them at first. And that's what happened with, uh, the risk map that we played. So there was a custom map that's risk (laughs) and I could not figure out it. The whole game, I'm like an old man. Like I'm just so confused the whole game. I'm like, wait, wait, where am I? Where's my character? What do I do? What, what's happening? And of course I was obliterated quickly, but in my defense, part of the problem was I was my color was peach. That was the color of my team. And there was another team whose color was a wheat. And I couldn't tell the difference between the two because they were so close. Like a peach is like a, it's like pink, but a little tan. And then wheat is just like a, a light brown. And uh, I don't know. It, what you're it, saying is you don't see colors, Bobby. Not a, not a difference between these two, at least not on that tiny mini map. So, How about Peacecraft is what Bobby's saying. We're Peace, all the same color. Peacecraft. Well, yeah. Bobby, when we were playing it, I'm going to be low-key honest with you. I didn't know if you were doing something completely different because I was taking Iceland and I was doing an invasion. I got wiped almost immediately, too. But, but when I was doing that, I was like, Bobby, how's it going? He's like, I don't know where I am. But it, it had been like seven or eight minutes. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> Well, first of all, no, it hadn't been that long. But first of all, I have no idea what we're doing. Like, I have zero concept about how, like, like the mechanics of the game, like the goal of it, like what you're supposed to do. So then we load in and then there are bases and areas all over and they're all different colors. Like there's maybe 15 different colors. (coughs) So I eventually realized, okay, you have to, each area you own spawns units and then you have to send them to another place to take those over. Um... But then I couldn't figure out where I was. So every time I got attacked, I said, oh, okay, there it is. But then, you know, that got taken. So yeah, I just had a terrible time with that one. Did not work out. Um, But we found another custom map called Darkest Dungeon. So I was like, wow, we got to check this out. Now, the game was full. You can only have eight players in it. And there was one slot left. So we couldn't get into it together. So we decided to make our own, uh, uh, our our own, uh, 
uh, where darkest dungeon it? map with yeah, cocaine map. it was way cooler than their darkest dungeon yeah <laughs> so we started our own queue and it was just us two and i said let's just start it up to see what this is about and they did like kind of a good job i guess it was an interesting take on darkest dungeon first of all i think they took all the audio and the music from the original Ooh, game and played so good. it and what they completely did was legally they, completely yeah, legally yeah i mean it's a custom map it's I mean, a Blizzard custom don't... map. Take it Yay. easy. Blizzard technically owns it anyway. Like that that weird clause they had when uh, they brought the custom maps back. So nobody can get away with making another Dota and make a, pun- a bunch of money without Blizzard having to say. Anyway, we loaded in the Darkest Dungeon and they had the mini map where you could decide where to send your characters just like in, in the Darkest Dungeon game. But when you got in there, you had these, I don't know, puzzles you had to solve. And then if somebody died, you had to stand around them to revive them, which took a really long time, at least with one character. So we didn't last very long. It was rather difficult, but But maybe with more players, it would have been fun. That one has the bones to really be fun, I feel like. Like, I was like, after we kind of got it, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing here. And Mm -hmm. this could be really fun with like a full party. Yeah, but you got to have a full party for for that to work, I think. Uh, The downside with all these mods and stuff is like they're very cool and stuff, but you're going up against people that this is all they do. And there's no matchmaking or it's just randomly put together. The cool part about... the darkest dungeon game was that uh, it was like a co-op experience, which yeah. is uh, right. what I think we should be keeping to like going in. You're right to play risk. Yeah. We're going to get fucking obliterated every time. Cause that's probably game, a game that someone plays for like a hundred hours, but, uh, yeah. And it's hard to find, it's far, hard to find maps. I mean, you can sit in a queue forever and ever waiting for it to fill up and you, you, then somebody says this is too long and they leave. Like it's, it can be hard to get a game going in the custom maps um but we had pretty good luck uh that night the game that really or the custom map that really impressed me was star wars blood and this was an auto battler where you buy characters and then you send them out to fight um one of your other opponents you know there's like eight or ten people we're playing against and based on how much damage you do you get points and then there's two types of currencies. You can spend those and get more units. The The difficult part of it was understanding the upgrade path. Like one of the guys we played against in our second game mm-hmm. built a Death Star. And first of all, it was hilarious to watch like a Death Star just walk around and like zap stormtroopers and speeder bikes. Like why would a Death Star be doing that? It even had the green lasers, you know, in the first Star Wars movie those guys. That's where why. they blow up Alderaan. Dude, like, it was so good modded. <laughs> it was amazing to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what it was shot comically large. What but, happened? Alderaan got shot on oh, the sorry, game board. Dude. No, not yeah, in the game. Yeah. Not in the in the movie. Oh, I, I was saying in in the movie. You know when they right, fire right, right, up right, the Death Star now. and it has the, yeah. the green lasers that intersect and then blow up the planet. Well, it was using that, but just like shooting a stormtrooper. Or oh, yeah. I thought you were doing a bit where you were like, "Spoilers, bro! Alderaan got blown up." <laughs> Sad. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we we all know that, dude. We live in a post-Alderaan world here. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it it was fun, but I couldn't figure out how to get the cool units, you know? And because the upgrade path was just very confusing, but... That, that was the game I would go back to. I had a real good time doing it. And of course, it had all the Star Wars characters with the models and everything. And, it you know, like any auto battler, like you, you have to just like play it enough to learn like which characters counteract other characters. And then you do the counter build. You see what other people, like I can barely figure out what I'm doing. I can't go and look at my opponents and say, this guy's building anti-air, so I need to build these units. 
Like, I'm not even at that level yet, but I, I, I had a good time. Dude, hey, um, Sheev Palpatine uh, d- destroying whole oh armies God, with his dude. force lightning. That needs to be nerfed. Uh, where The makers of Star Wars Blood Auto Battler, if you're listening, you gotta nerf Sheev, bro. He's too powerful. Yeah, uh, Bobby, yeah. After, uh, after you left, I played uh, Lord of the Rings Blood Auto Battler. They have a, mm. a bunch of different blood types someone in the game was describing to me about like any genre you want. It played exactly the same, and there was exactly the same amount of factions. So I'm thinking maybe they have the same stats. They're just remodeled. Yeah, they just um, reskinned it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. Amelia, what were you? Uh, doing? This just just in. Um, so somebody that I on my friends list is playing Helldivers two. I guess that's out now. It came out on the eighth, mm-hmm. which is just a few days ago. Um, I guess it's sitting at mostly positive seventy five percent with. almost 26,000 reviews uh, which is a huge yeah it's at the top of the uh, it's at the top seller or top of the top seller list on Steam it's doing really well and it looks very different like not that top down strategy type now yeah Um, breaking news here I'm very interesting and interested in this yeah I think it's 40 bucks okay a little less interested now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah we'll see We'll see what happens with that. Uh, 75% All right. is not worth $40 in yeah. my book. So, you know, people have been telling me we haven't been talking nearly enough about magic. So, Emilio, I hear you yes. have some, uh, some Dude, magic Dude, I get DMs like that all the oh, time. Really? <laughs> Constantly, yeah. People are like, when hmm. are you going to talk about magic again? Actually, can you do a whole episode devoted to just magic? That's what they say. Basically what I'm about to do. Um, magic the Gathering's new... Uh, expansion just came out new new set uh, i think they do like three a year murders at karlov manor uh came out so it's a murder mystery and it's funny because um i'm just i do this like every two three years but i'm gonna what magic is is like you're playing as a planeswalker you 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 emilio are playing as a planeswalker somebody who can traverse uh, dimensions and also summon creatures from different dimensions. So when you summon a goblin, you're summoning a goblin from the fiery Mount Doom dimension, and you're bringing him to the dimension that you're fighting in, and he fights for you because he's like your slave now. So it's all about like dimension hopping. Uh, way before like Marvel got into it or DC, uh, Magic would this this was the concept. And so that's why they can tell so many stories. And this is why they can have a Fallout one. And this is why they can have um, a Warhammer 40K because they're dimension hoppers. So it, it just plays right into all this new IP stuff is great. Uh, Murders of Kar- uh, Karlov Manor, Manor is a lot more close to the chest. It's just a return to one of their older dimensions. But now it's so small. It's just what happened at one mansion as opposed to an entire dimension it's crazy you know like they can zero down into a night at one mansion versus what's going on in an entire dimension it doesn't Is really it like matter like a game of clue like murder like i killed that's what they're Mr. going Carlos. for yeah okay it, now the story i'm not too into I, I don't know anything really about it i know that the same characters always show up every time you like a new thing comes out so not only are you a planeswalker but you can summon other, you can snatch other planeswalkers 
to your army and they fight for you. And so like you'll have a card that's a planeswalker. And oh. that that card has abilities like a player. And so um they it's don't like, like a, it. But a Russian nesting doll set? Like yeah, they will much. summon a plane yeah. walker and yeah. Yeah, that plane walker will summon a Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Wow. That's what happens. And so um uh you know you, not every deck has a planeswalker in it, but they are very fun to play with. Um, anyway, that's why you can have the usual suspects. That's why you can do a murders at Karlov Manor because all those plane walkers were all summoned to like the same dinner, right? And then so you have dinner and some one of them ends up dead, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, uh, even though you're going from crazy dimension to another crazy dimension, it's always the usual. So a, a lot of times it's usual suspects and then there's usually a... uh a planeswalker from that dimension that's introduced and that's how you know you get introduced to that dimension anyway so mechanics is how they tell the story of what's going on so it's a it's a whodunit right uh murder she wrote and so these are the new mechanics for this set suspected any character can be suspect if that character is suspect it gets some pluses and some minuses that are I won't explain, but it's like you might want to suspect your own creature in order to get some pluses. You might want to suspect an enemy's creature in order to for the minuses. So there's that. I thought disguise was very clever. Uh, characters with disguise, you can play face down and they are a certain kind of character when they're face down. And then at any point you can just, ha ha, this is who I really am. And, uh, and surprise somebody, like if somebody attacks it, you could be like, nope, I'm way bigger than I was pretending to be. Um, uh, and I am immune to your bullshit. So I thought that played into it very well. Collect evidence is probably the more, the most on the nose one for like a murder mystery. It's so you go through your graveyard, which is things that have happened right in the past. And you go through those cards and you get rid of them. And so you're looking through the past. So you're collecting evidence and it's a way of paint. It's another currency. I, I, I like that one a lot. And then there's a card called uh, meddling youths, which is basically a play on. I mean, there's a lot of cards that are like this, but this is a play on um, Scooby-Doo. And it said like, um, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for these meddling youths and their uncharacteristic uncharacteristically uh, intelligent hound that they had or something like that. <laughs> and as a picture of them, I thought it was very cute. Uh, but like, I'm not a fan of the murder mysteries. I'm not a fan, but I just want to like zoom in on why, like how magic does three sets a year. This Have you ever done do. one in life? In real life, a murder mystery? No, no. I've heard there's dinners that you can go to pay, pay to and do the whole murder yeah, mystery. I went thing. to one of those once. Did you figure it out, Bobby? No, no. Were you I the murderer? Were you? Were you? It? <laughs> I was. I was not the murderer. <laughs> no, he's um, still on so the loose. The, Get him. <laughs> they haven't caught me yet. <laughs> <laughs> so they they released three a year, and I'm wondering if that's what Lorcana is going to try to do because I think that game came out like maybe eight months ago, six months ago, and they're already on their third set or something. So they're yeah. really tearing through it. But I'm sure there's some sort of rule, like you can only play these cards with these cards, right? Or this set with that set. I think you've talked there, about that before. There's three 
um, ways you can play Magic. St um, standard or Modern, which is like the last two years of cards. And okay. that's the most popular and that's the most money-driven one. Most of the tournaments are all Modern. Uh, most of the like big money, $80,000 first place prize uh, stuff is all Modern. And that's what drives the whole machine, right? Mm -hmm. But like now as an older man and I don't really care about that much and I would rather just play what I want. I like the middle one, which is Explorer. And that is the last like 15, 20 years of cards, excluding the most broken ones. And so you play that and you play a whole range of decks. Like <clears throat> you can play all day and you won't see the same deck twice. Now, if you go back to modern, you'll keep seeing the same decks over and over because they're just downloading the most powerful ones and then like playing that. But if you play Ex Explorer, you'll see a lot of like more, I feel like passion in decks. Like if you really like mm -hmm. zombies, more you'll creativity. see some version. Of, yeah, more creativity for sure. Because there's so, there, you know, 15,000 cars to pull from. <coughs> and then there's um, Historic, which is like the ultra powerful first cards that ever existed that, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's almost not even. Well, worth I, I imagine about. because Magic has been around so long that there had to be some sort of cutoff point. I know that it created a huge problem with the Star Wars CCG game. Um, they kept introducing more and more mechanics, and they never really had any sort of cutoff point. Just, you could use whatever you want, and there were just decks that were eventually became absolutely broken. Like they had to. Yeah. And it, it's tough to correct for that stuff in a physical card game. You can't you can't put a patch out on physical cards right. or tell everyone, Hey, this character is actually only plus three health now or something. You know, it's uh, well it, in magic. You can in a way, because um, they will put out a bulletin to all people that play. It's just like this card is now banned and that's it. You don't just, get your money they just back. Ban a card. They just ban a card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it's banned in extended and it's banned in uh, modern, but it's okay. in historic stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. At least like two or three cards a uh, a year will. will They're just like, yeah, we messed back. up on this one, folks. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happens what to the value of those cards? Did the value will skyrocket, dude. It's like a stock market. It'll go four hundred percent, and then it'll drop five hundred percent as soon as it gets banned. And there's no if ands or buts about it. You know? Bro, do you think there's fucking insider trading for <laughs> insider magic gathering? Magic gathering, gathering so there's, um, uh, They're like, Nick we're going to ban about... fucking Krakow's fucking dagger. I mean, the price like, can only yeah. go down. If you could unban a card, then that's a different story. No, but it would. Oh, wait. Why would it? Yeah. Sorry. I mean, though, Nick has talked about the insider trading before. There's a YouTuber that he was called like his name is like Magic the Gathering Stocks. Or something like that. And he's very good at predicting the value of certain sets and how much you should buy for investment and versus how much you should play. So right now I'm barely getting into all this. And so Commander's very big. And most of the like the Fallout sets about to come out. If you want all four Commander decks for Fallout, there's no regular cards. None of those Fallout cards are going to be in standard. Uh, I should have mentioned this. It's not going to be in Standard. It's not going to be in Explorer. It's not going to be in Historic. Commander is its own world. And you get to play all kinds of shit in Commander. That's why. And it's very personalized. Like, you can really show your personality when you play Commander. And so these crazy universes, 
are only in the commander realm because you can do crazy shit in there. It doesn't matter. Like everybody's just trying to have fun. And so, uh, but they're very expensive. So to buy all four is like 200 bucks right now, but it's almost a guarantee that each one of those decks is going to be worth like $400 within like three, four years, just cause like it's one printing, you know? And then, so people that find out later mm -hmm. on, oh, there's a fallout one. Oh, I want to buy one. And so, um, yeah, so you can, you so know, investor stock, hot, hot yeah. stock tip right here. Nick's Investor talking about early. like yeah. buying one uh, four for his own personal play and then one and four for investment and your investment one will pay for the play one. If you okay. Want. Listen to the show in 10 years when we figure out, did it pay off? Did it pay off? But that's not the game we're playing Emilio right now. We're not playing. Did it pay off? We're playing movie pop quiz. Yeah. So Bobby, um, you posted your letterbox and, um, Sam found it incredibly interesting, even, even though she knew that you were kind of a film buff. And she's like, I wonder what Bobby thinks about my favorite films. So we're going to do a little rapid fire. Uh, just okay. like maybe just give me a uh, one to five stars. And if blurb, if you want, but you could just. Okay. Keep do I have to have seen it? Of course. All right. Yeah. So if I haven't seen it, I'll just say, nope, haven't seen it. All right. Yeah. 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 Of course. Or you could just make up a set. <laughs> okay, here, here we go. Uh, Stranger than fiction. Haven't seen it. Oh, this is gonna go poorly. Silver Linings Playbook. Good. Oh, oh one to five. I'd say yeah. four stars. 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 Four. Four. Okay. A Wait, blurb. So, no. Okay. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna check his letterbox as he's giving the reviews. Ooh, to see if There's a difference in <laughs> star. That one wouldn't oh, be in my so letterbox. I, oh, I, that was on my private list. To have seen no, <laughs> no, I've only been logging in Letterbox since 2020 or the, the like December 2019. Oh, because so. you only watch modern films? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I mean, that's when I started watching right, it. But right, if you look you. at my Letterbox, it surprisingly is like I watch the most movies in the current decade and the next highest decade is the the decade before that. And then the mm. decade before that, like I surprisingly do watch more modern movies than I do old ones. 40-year-old version. Oh, my God. Uh, four stars. That one probably is in my letterbox. Can you check that, Christian? I can't easily search your reviews, but I'll, I'll okay. find it. Okay. Super bad. Super bad. Haven't seen it in a long time. Three and a half or four, maybe. Wow. I gave that one four and a half. Maybe right. five. Yeah. yeah. I got to see if it's as good as I remember it. Mo modern classic, I think. Um, Mars Attacks. Oh, okay. That one's in my letterbox. Uh, like three. <laughs> Oof, that's what. Okay. Yeah, that was it. I got some okay, opinions. She's on gonna that be one. very disappointed that she didn't get any five stars from you. Because she's like, "Oh, the Barbie movie is the only thing that got five stars from him." Let me see what he thinks about my movies. <laughs> Which no, Barbie I, movie? I didn't. I was like, so much hype. I, I was like, this is a good okay. movie, but okay. was it the you, best movie of all time? You don't like, understand that you're a contrarian, Christian. You haven't <laughs> understand this about yourself yet. Like you don't. Yeah, you haven't been told enough. You haven't said, you haven't gone against the grain so much enough that you're like, oh, I automatically take the opposite position on things. I you think know? there's other five stars that this year too, but for some reason, the the roundup only shows like one that it deems to be the highest. So I don't know. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. All right. Okay, Any more? that was pee. fun. I'm still listening. Yeah, I thought you were listening. Oh. We're waiting for you, Christian. You can't... <laughs> You can't look up individual okay. movies? 
No, I can't. I can't look up the individual ones. I have to gotcha. scroll through his through his whole list. But yeah. I, I'm just like, yeah. I, I, I'm curious what, about forty year old version. That's the only. Uh, that's the only one that I think. I I don't know. I watched it recently, and I was like, man, this really does hold up. And it like started a whole new thing, like the whole Judd, Judd Apatow wave. So I um I, I feel like I gave that one four stars. But Ooh, all right. So is it time for on the radar? It's time for On the Radar. Games we're excited to play. Oh, you are excited about this. Star Wars? Star Wars Unlimited. Yes, this is the new TCG coming out. Um, I think I put this on the radar maybe a year ago, like a long time ago when they had just announced they're coming out with a new TCG. Uh, but now we know all about it. And even though it's coming out on March 8th, right up against uh, Into the Inklands, the new set for Lorcana. It is, well, just like Lor uh, the new set for Lorcana, it is available in certain card shops in like a um, pre what they call pre-release events. So there's a card shop not too far from me called Bards and Cards. I go there every now and then buy, uh, you know, not necessarily cards, but things that I need. And there's always like a, a bunch of sweaty dudes playing magic at some tables in the back. Like it's a cool spot, but they have... Um, all these card shops, they have like these calendars of like events that are going on. So the Star Wars Unlimited pre-release event, I think is like in February, um, you can get uh, for a pretty decent price, you can get like all the starter kits and they're going to be playing the cards and, you know, you get like some other uh, bonuses or benefits to it as well. Um, I don't know. I may check that out. So if you look online, there's plenty of YouTube videos explaining how this game works and the general mechanics of it. And it kind of seems a little like Hearthstone to me almost where you have a, a base card like, and it's all the iconic Star Wars locations, you know, like Echo Base or, um, you know, something on Kashyyyk or something like that. And your base has a bunch of hit points and that's like what determines if you win or lose. You know, if you lose all the hit points on your base, then game's over. But you also have a leader card, which is allows you to do a lot of different things and then at one point in the game you can flip it over and use it in battle but that kind of reminded me a little bit of i think i haven't played much magic but i think commander i don't know you have like this really powerful character that you could use for things but it yeah. it looks interesting i i don't know i might check it out but the problem with investing in these card games is i never have people to play them with until dlg con comes around um, but dudes, I, hang hello? around the sweaty, hang around the sweaty, <laughs> Amelia, please be quiet. Hang around the sweaty, <laughs> hang around the card shop with those sweaty MTG players and be like, Hey, uh, have you guys heard about uh, that new star Wars, uh, PCG oh, coming out? Dude, I'm, I, and I would, that's a great idea because I looked around at other card shops in San Diego and there's a ton of them. There's even one up by yeah. where my girlfriend lives, where they have like Lorcana every week. And I'm just. I used to do that with the Star Wars games, but I was super confident in that game. Like, I don't know, because as I, okay, so I was down at Bards and Cards in San Diego, like uh, a couple weeks ago, buying some uh, Dragon Shield um, sleeves. And uh, and there's like probably 10 of these guys in the back playing and, and two of them are having an argument over like mechanics or something. And then of course, one of the guys who works there, who is like the all knowing, like settled the score for him and i'm just <laughs> oh, like no. i don't know if i can handle this dude like i just i don't like feeling like an idiot Bro, at my age you, every <laughs> tournament every tournament needs to have you need to have a judge the um there's levels to judging too there's like level one two three four of judges oh my god yeah, what, a, what a life 
Yeah. But Bobby, you could be the all-knowing. You could be. They're like call call over call over Robert Digital. He'll know about the Star Wars TCG. Uh, um, but Bobby, you just got into a a card game. Larkana, are you saying you're going to get into two card games? Yeah, I don't know if financially that's a good idea, but um, I do. I I just I loved playing Star Wars CCG, and I love just being into a, a a card game like with physical cards and collecting them, like the whole thing. So. I don't know if I'm just kind of like putting all that on Lorcana, like, okay, you're my thing now. Like, I'm going to pour <laughs> all accept it. Yeah, but uh, I don't I know. My friend is done. like, please stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> curious about that, Bobby. So I'm you and your girlfriend started playing Lorcana mm-hmm. together, but now you're a maniac, right? And she's left with her like a little starter deck. No, um, I mean, we, we all use the starter deck. So I bought the other three ones. So now I have five decks. And we've okay. been playing the different ones, and she kind of likes one more more than the others. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's going well. It, it's so funny to play with her though, because she's a she's a normal person who doesn't who hasn't like devoted her life to like useless things Gaming. like video games. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the things that are difficult for her to understand are just like second nature to me. Like the the right. hardest thing that she struggles with in Lorcana is the challenges are when you attack a character and you add up like hit points versus health. And, right. you know, for me, like I look at the table and I'm just like, okay, I could take that guy out and sacrifice this guy. That guy can take that guy out, survive with one hit point. Like it's like, boom, instantaneous. But she's like, yeah. okay, so this, and then this, and then that, and then that. <laughs> yeah. And he, and I'm like- and she's a smart girl. I've spoken yeah, to she's, she's very smart, very smart. But smart. it's like when you don't play, she never played video games. And that's right. like the foundation of video games, right? Like hit yeah. points and attack power. And so yeah. she she had a tough time wrapping her head around that, but she's kind of got it now. Now, uh, Christian, you said that uh, you were going to try Lorcana for you and your girl, but did you pull I the did. trigger? Or is that not in the global yearly uh, <laughs> fucking... We have, to make some, we have to make some adjustments to the budget. How about a lemonade stand, dude? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I do have to do some extra stuff, make some money for the Lorcana addiction for sure. But uh, I wanted to get Lorcana more for my sister and, and brother-in-law because they are huge Disney people. And we play board games together, but we haven't got into uh, a physical card game. And also, I haven't been into a physical card game since Pokemon when I was in high school, right? So It's, it's been- definitely better for sure you know face to face just like a conversation or meeting it's always better face to face bobby if you guys learn commander i will it's so complex command so um really commander's harder than regular magic yeah i thought that's what what we were playing learn what will you do i want to know what you well if bobby and his girlfriend learn uh, then i'll teach sam sam's like i don't know if she's 20 25 of the way there um then we could have like commander nights, which is generally like a four person night. Oh boy. I don't know, man. I I'd be interested in getting or learning commander. Just, uh, my nephew is really into magic or, or at least he was. And I think that'd be fun to play with him, but I don't think there's any way Pilar is going to go for that. <laughs> yeah. But I am kind of, I'm vaguely interested in commander, although it seems pretty make expensive. A cat deck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh shit, I lost the show notes. Here we go. All right. I didn't know that we were all doing radar and pinging. I thought p- pings for games were going to be inside it. So that's news to me. I'm, uh, well, I didn't add anything. Do you want to, does everyone listening no, and you want to hear? Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, World Box God Simulator. 
is the game I'm going to quickly talk about on On the Radar. So uh, this is a 2D pixel Petri dish civilization sim. Uh, it reminds me of a mashup between uh, black and white and, and Spore. Uh, not a lot to talk uh, about it right now. It's 1999. It's made by one person. So a really the indie-ish of the indie games, you know, games made by one person. Always want to try them out because they're doing pretty cool stuff. Uh, it looks awesome. It has awesome reviews. And the main thing I wanted to ask is, um, should we play Spore again? Like, should we go back and play Spore? We should all always play Spore again. Um, I think it was a, I think it was a triumph, dude. Like, I had never talked to and to non-gamers more about a game than I ever talked about Spore to people. You don't understand. You start as a single cell level, <laughs> and then you end up being a civilization, a yeah. spacefaring civilization. Dude, you know, it's fucking like, crazy. It's, it's awesome. Crazy. Like, how is there not a sport two with modern day oh, computing? It's, it's uncomprehensible. Why not? I remember Spore blew my fucking mind. And yes, do you like at the end? It turned into an RTS where you like were conquering people. You had like artillery, and you went from planet to planet. Like, I mean, you could also befriend them too, but yeah. Okay, didn't know you. Won. I mean, I don't. You could make love to the whole world, dude. I, I didn't feel bad about my decisions in sports. Not Warcraft, that. Peacecraft. We've gone over <laughs> Peacecraft, this. Peacecraft, yeah. The difference between peach and wheat are too small. We should all unite. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it would be fun if we did all go back and play Spore. I did it not long ago. I did it uh, like four years ago. It didn't hold but up. Yeah. Was it fun? No, it was super fun. I played it okay. all the way through and I got to space. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I'd check out fuck. Spore again. I, I'm going to do it very quickly so people don't, like, you have an idea. You're a single cell life form in a Petri dish and uh, you go around eating uh, other animals or plants. And so that's when you make your decision if you're going to go um, um, carnivore or or reward and then you keep every time you then you have to mate and every time you mate your next generation is an evolution a huge jump in evolution um to the point where you like you have fins now or whatever it is and then you keep doing that all the way until you have cities and it's crazy man and the crazy part is you don't pick you don't pick like what you're gonna you do pick what you're gonna look like but the, ver the amount of variations is you'll never, ever, ever come up with the two same things twice because you'll pick a certain mouth. But once you pick that mouth, you can stretch it out or put three mouths on it or whatever the fuck. You can fly. You can walk. You can fucking you're, you have a mating dance. You have a mating call. You have. Oh, my God. You can you know, catapult fucking uh, tails. It, it's insane. It's insane that this was done 20 years ago. So I am going to pick up World Box God Simulator, but the main point is I, Spore. I, I'm going to go back and play Spore. <laughs> and I think we should all do that. Yeah. 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 But I, um, where is it? I know that it's on EA, like, Origin. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it, it on Game Pass? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know where it is, but I know it's on EA Origin at least. Um, that's it's not where freeware I saw it at this point. Dude, it fucking should be. Maybe we should pirate it. Eh, well, yeah. see, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll see what's up about it. But I would rather play it on um, with all the mods. There's like all these part mods. 
Mm, um, the official cool. ones. Yeah. Like 300 new parts. And oh. like I said, each part can be stretched and changed. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So thank you, World Box, God Simulator <laughs> by Max Carpenko. <laughs> I am going to pick this up. It's in, my, uh, it's in my cart right now. I do want to play it. It looks awesome. But, you know, you reminded me a little too much about Spore. I, I mean, it's 2D, but kind of the same concept, you know? Yeah. But the awesome thing about Spore was that it was 3D, dude. You could go all the way around a planet, you know, like... <laughs> It just so ahead awesome. of its time, dude. So ahead of its time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're moseying on down. Do, 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 do. We're guessing that sound, guys. There's sixty five dollars in this pot, and you haven't you haven't sent in a guess to uh, pixelshitshow at gmail That's been right. All of you have tried, and all of you have failed. Do you want to be a failure? Is that what you want? Do you want to sit at home and not get this sound? I'm gonna play this sound right now, just so we know what we're working with. Okay. It's this. It's easy. You just tell me the game and what's happening to make the sound, okay? Patrons get two guesses, so when you email pixelshitshow at gmail.com, just make sure you're emailing with the same email you use to sign up with Patreon. At th This week, Marco sent in a guess, and he said, Guys, it's the melee attack in Bioshock. How are we mm. feeling on this answer? Bobby, Emilio, you're, you remember what that sounds like? I feel like I, that's pretty high, especially with that steamy sound in the background. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. This is the first one I really liked. Yeah. yeah. I could see that being right. I don't know for sure, but I could see that being the correct yeah. answer. Maybe was, maybe Bioshock hitting not not like character, but hitting a pipe. But who knows? Well, somebody did guess the hacking sound in, or the hacking in Bioshock, right? Wasn't that a previous guess? I don't think it was the hacking in Bioshock. But it was the hacking and uh, I forget. Sorry. What's the answer, Christian? The answer is it's not uh, right, Mark. Is it partially right? Uh, no, it's can not partially right. I can oh, say geez. it's not partially right. But at a certain point, dude, we're gonna have to like, you know, give the answer and then switch to another sound because it's never gonna happen. We're gonna owe these people a hundred thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> Two thousand dollars. <laughs> Five years down the road, we're still guessing the uh, the tinker tonk sound. Uh, okay, so you didn't get it this week. That's okay. You're listening to this right now. You want to make 70 bucks because that'll be what the pot is in next week. But Bobby and Emilio right now, they have a chance to help you. They have a chance to do a fun little game <laughs> and they will unlock a hint for you. And the fun little game is just, I want to ask these guys what they know about me, you know, what they know about one of the best people they know. And I want to ask them, what was the first city builder that i christian played and talked about not that long ago on this very podcast that you listened to what was it what the first uh, one ever i want to say pharaoh okay is that first city builder you ever talked about no played. never played but he talked about it recently oh i see um yeah i wouldn't know <laughs> i don't well, know i guess I we're going with pharaoh Luckily, it was Pharaoh. Nice job, Bobby. Way uh -huh. to remember the small details. Uh, and this is this is an exciting one. So our, our previous hints were first person, melee, and this hint is mod. That is right. M-O-D, folks. Mod. Mm. And now this is obvious, sound... right? No. No. no? I, in fact, I feel like that makes it a little unfair. This is from a <laughs> mod? This could be anything, dude. Uh, now I'm going back over my hint. No, it's from a mod that 
Ugh. Should I say so much? It's from a mod that we've talked about on this show, so people will be familiar about it. Okay, because we it's only not, talked about not, three mods ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a random mod in like a niche game that like I purposefully searched so that it was the most obscure as possible. Like this is something we've talked about before, so hopefully that gives people what they need to guess. Play the sound one more time. Take that with you in your heart and guess the sound so we can move okay, on. It sounds like two ricochets while steam is billowing from his pipe. That's what it sounds like to me. But I don't know. Hmm. All right. Listener questions, Bobby. <laughs> Listener questions. We've got a few of them. First one coming from Pyronical. He says, read us the last text you sent on your phone. So I read this in advance and I saw, I already looked it up and it's not very exciting. It just says on my way. That's my texts nice. are not exciting guys. My last one was what day this looks so cool. My sister booked an Airbnb to visit me for the Calgary uh, comic con or Calgary expo. It's called. Uh, Bobby and I are in the, uh, have no time for anything uh, group. So mine is also, uh, where the fuck did it go? Oh, never mind. Okay. It said like leaving in 15 minutes, be there soon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the text you send to your girlfriend. So she's not going to get mad at you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot but of those. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Usually doesn't. When did you guys get so boring? Gee, nice yeah. joke. All right. All right. Next question from Cornbread. Have any of you played a game genre that reignited your passion for those types of games? For me, Entrouded reignited my love for survival crafters. I want to return to Valheim now and maybe even Conan Exiles. That's not the first person I've heard about um, playing Entrouded. I think uh, it's got a good little following. It's no Valheim as far as like a cultural experience, but um, it, yeah, people are talking about Entrouded uh, for sure. Yeah, it seems to be doing really well. Reignited my passion for all those types of games. I'm just such a passionate guy. It's hard to ah. reignite something that's being mm. kept aflame Already within me. Aflame. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it earlier, but like Lord Khan, I kind of reignited the whole TCG thing for me. So, oh yeah, we'll see where that ends up. But as far Dude. as video games, I don't, ah, I don't Guard know. Duty, man. Bobby, do you remember Guard Duty? From I do. That? That guy you interviewed that it, it didn't really like reignite maybe too big of a word. But as a kid, I used to play those uh, mist and riven games with my with my mom. That was the only kind of point and click adventures I've played. And when I played guard duty, I was like, oh, shit, I remember I do like these games. Like I like the investigation. I like like the order of operations. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say reignite. But, you know, the mist remake came out and I've always been eyeing it up. So maybe it's time. Yeah, every once in a while you play something and you're like, oh, I remember that I like this, but not enough that you know, I'm like, I'm going to go play some other one of these. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's usually just a reminder. That's, that's how MMOs were for me. Every time I checked out the latest or greatest MMO that just came out, I just went back to WoW. It just made me want to go back and play <laughs> World of Warcraft. Yeah. So Yeah. The, weren't we just talking about that? Oh, like with Spore. Yeah. Like this, yeah. even seeing the concept, something that's a God simulator, like <gasps> spore, <laughs> spore. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with this and spore. That's what I'm gonna go with. 
Because right. I can't think of anything else. All right. Last question from Time Killer B. Would you guys consider a Midwest DLG for DLG Con 6? Not only are we considering it, like I'm pushing hard for, I, I want a, uh, I want a, uh, a, a lake house in Michigan is what I'm pushing for. But um, we'll see what happens. I am not uh, the dictator here. But yeah. We talked a lot we'll about that. You know, we want something that's more accessible for everybody. If it's on one side of the country, that's a long trip for some people. So say California three times, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So if we have something um, a little more in the middle, then it'll be easier for people to get to. And I think we do have a lot of people that come from that area. So call yeah. the Midwest for a reason. Yep. And my company is entirely remote and we have people uh, from all over Canada, US and Mexico and our geographical center of all those people. I put it in like a simulator that tells us it Texas. is in now Eagle Eyes, Michigan. Mm. So I wonder oh, if yeah. we did something, a geolocator, if people were comfortable with it for Discord, it would be cool to see what is the geographical heart of our community probably somewhere in the middle of the pacific since it's like a global show but <laughs> dude we're we're about to invade and explode fucking kerplakistan arkansas you know like just some <laughs> shit town we all move in and start partying yeah. up have you guys heard of uh magic the gathering uh <laughs> cool all right well i guess that's an episode what's everyone playing next week um Sport? i haven't touched cyberpunk i'm gonna play a little more of that and um i, I want to play lorcana uh, online bobby that sounds pretty cool especially for free i put the link uh, somewhere but i'll send it yeah, to you i saw it yeah okay yeah that is it, it's called the pixel born launcher you want the pixel born launcher because that actually downloads all the stuff you need for you it makes it super easy otherwise you got to go find the card backs and everything one mechanic I don't understand, Bobby, is how's, how does song work? Oh, that's easy. It's just an action, except you can use a character to play it instead of spending ink. But you do have to sing it yeah. in real life. Oh, I see. At the Which I've heard Bobby lungs. has troubles with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Spore, buddy. I mean, guys, it's four o'clock. I checked oh, the clock. Sorry, guys. I have to open a jar for my weak woman. Here, here we go. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't do it. <laughs> oh my god, it's so tough. Well, get wrecked. All right. Uh, get wrecked. I am gonna play some more Pixelborn slash Lorcana. So if anyone wants to play that with me, definitely. And I'll take you up on that spore offer. Let's do it. Spore this week. It's gonna be a, a spore-centric episode next oh, week. We're gonna get our spores everywhere, dude. Oh, okay. Bobby, would you be willing after I have dinner? to learn and play magic with me tonight. How do we do that online? Uh, through Magic Arena. So if you just go through the tutorial, you start with five decks, okay. and it's the best tutorial possible. All right, you talking about Commander or regular Magic? Regular I, Magic. I kind of already know how to play that, but uh, maybe, message me, maybe. <laughs> okay. Sign us out, Emilio. Speaking for Bobby, Christian, and myself, um, not world box that isn't spore titties everybody <laughs> bye bye